My name is Peter Himmelman, Grammy and Emmy-nominated musician, author, and chief dream enabler of Big Muse. I'm proud to underwrite this episode of The Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Discover why companies like Adobe, 3M, McDonald's, and Gap have brought in Big Muse's rock and roll-fueled seminars to get inspired, to get insight, and to get activated. Write to me today at peter at bigmuse.com. Entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. I'm proud to let you know we record this show in the studios of 94.3 FM, The Talker, which is part of Bold Gold Media, and we are in my hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Business Builder Show is proudly distributed by C-Suite Radio. That's www.c-suiteradio.com. You can find The Business Builder Show and many fine shows on C-Suite Radio. You can also find The Business Builder Show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on my website, MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. So, DC, I think we're ready to go. I think so. We, Our guest was really prepared. I'm really impressed with this. This is going to be sound good and yeah. be good and be smart, don't you think, DC? Yes, of course. Of course. So, uh, my special guest today is Dr. Andrew Molinsky. Dr. Andrew Molinsky from Brandeis University. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. We're thrilled. Now, let's, uh, so I don't have to say that whole thing. Can I call you Andy going forward? I'd prefer it. Only my mom calls me Andrew, and that's when she, when, you know, when she's mad at me when I was a kid. Okay, well, if the interview isn't going well and I say Andrew, um, then you know I'll we know, need to yeah. pick it up, okay? Yeah, I'll start to get a stomach ache, and I'll, like, kind of crawl in the corner. Sounds good. <laughs> Don't do that on us. you got to stay on the line, you know? All right, I'm going to say his name again, but just to make sure I'm clear that uh, who we have on. We do have Dr. Andrew slash Andy Molinsky. He is an award-winning author and professor of psychology and organizational behavior at Brandeis University's International Business School, where he specializes in behavior change and cross-cultural interaction in business settings. Yeah, kind of relates to the Business Builder Show. He writes regularly for the Harvard Business Review, and his work has been featured in the New York Times, The Economist, Fast Company, Fortune, Financial Times, the Boston Globe, as well as on NPR. And Andy, you finally reached the big time. You're on the Business Builder Show. <laughs> I'm, I'm very honored. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Hey, I really have been looking forward to it. I, I, I read your book, and I will tell everybody the title of the book so they can Google it while they're listening. The title is Reach, a new strategy to help you step outside your comfort zone, rise to the challenge, and build confidence. Great book, uh, Andy. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into specifics, but let's start like Dr. Stephen Covey has taught us. Let's begin with the end in mind. And that is, what do you want people to remember or to take action on as a result of our discussion today? Yeah, so so remember, um, 
I would say why specifically it's hard to act outside your comfort zone, number yeah. one. And, and we all know it's hard, but why specifically? And in the book, I give uh, people uh, a framework, a language to really understand that, number one. Number two, how we avoid it, how you avoid it, what your go-to avoidance strategies might be. Yeah. And then number three, which is really the most important and ties into your other pieces, is what you can actually do to be successful, what those tips are uh, that you can uh, that you can actually use. And I guess a fourth one would be you know the the idea that 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 you're not alone mm, <laughs> whether yeah. whether you're ter- terrified of public speaking of networking of pitching and promoting your ideas of being more assertive than you'd naturally and comfortably be of delivering bad news whatever it is you are absolutely not alone there are many 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 people at all levels yeah. of companies who yeah. feel these things yeah. so you started to do that but give us an overview of the book and and maybe uh, the overview, and maybe you can share your own journey. Sure. So I, that this is actually how I, I've started to do a lot of uh, keynotes and, and workshops and companies around this topic because it's really resonated with people about acting outside your comfort zone. And I always begin with the reality, which is that I, it's, it's, which is actually basically that's kind of funny that I'm sort of quote unquote the expert on this because I struggle outside my comfort zone, always yeah. have yeah. Uh, in, in a variety of ways, whether it's early in my career, I was terrified of public speaking. I would avoid giving speeches speeches, you know, 20 years ago. I remember very well, a uh, very well-known company called me up when I was a young professor and said, oh, we love your research. We really want you to come and, you know, give a keynote speech at this big big gathering. And my heart started beating like it was like going to jump out of my chest. Yeah. I, there was no possible way I was going to do this. I looked at my calendar, of course, completely blank. I was completely free to do yeah. this. Yeah. But I, you know, I had the people on the phone. I was like, oh, you know, I'm, unfortunately, that, that date's just not going to work for me, like praying that yeah. they wouldn't say, oh, we're flexible. Right? Yeah, yeah. You, you had to say something like, I'm booked for the next decade. That's what you wanted <laughs> exactly. to say, right? You know, and and and, and it's, it's it's carried forth throughout my career. Whether it's participating in meetings, um, networking, pitching, and promoting myself—that's a big one, especially as becoming an author yeah. in in the in the world today. And so, just in a variety of ways, I this this topic of acting outside your comfort zone, of doing things that are difficult, these sort of necessary evils, has always sort of struck me personally as something that's challenging. And then when I started doing research about it, I realized that this is a topic that is pervasive across professions. You know, for the book, I talk to executives and entrepreneurs and managers and small business owners, but also doctors and lawyers and priests and rabbis and even a goat farmer. So, you know, it's just just really, it's ubiquitous, it's important, and not everyone talks about it, but I think everyone feels it. You said at the beginning of the show, it affects everyone. You just repeat it again. It affects a lot of people in a lot of different places. A lot of famous people, like you mentioned, Larry David, you mentioned Matt Damon and others. I mean, for those of us uh, folks like me, uh, you know, normal folks, if you will, you're like, whoa, you're talking about big names and they, they struggle getting out of their comfort zone. And again, the idea that you had spiritual leaders and, uh, and uh, doctors, fascinating, fascinating, the research. Yeah, you know, Warren Buffett was so nervous about speaking in class, he purposely selected classes in college with no public speaking requirement. Or Emma Watson, you might know from Hermione Granger from the Harry Potter series. She apparently is so uncomfortable making small talk that she often heads for the bathroom just to avoid conversation. (laughs) So, I mean, these are some extreme examples, but you're right. I have got so many examples of famous people. And the point in the 
book and when I give talks is I think it's really important to almost like normalize the idea. Like, you know what? You walk into a room and you think you're the only one. You are not the only one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I overcome my fear of doing interviews. I watched a video on how to interview twice today before we came on the air. So I feel a little more confident than I normally do, uh, you know, in in terms of getting this out of the way, feeling out of my comfort zone. So um, I am speaking with Andy Molinsky, Ph.D. His book is Reach, a new strategy to help you step outside of your comfort zone, rise to the challenge and build confidence. Let's get into some actual um, information, if you will. We'll get more specific. Um, you talk about the five key challenges, I guess. There is a challenge. So, so give me the five in some kind of order, whatever you're comfortable with, and give me a brief description of each. Do you think that's a good way to move forward? Sure, absolutely. So this is this is basically the question of why it's so hard. Mm. And, you know, of course, it's hard to act outside our comfort zone. That's why that's why so many of us avoid it. But why specifically is it hard? So what I found across all these people that I spoke with, and by the way, I also train and teach people. So I see it sort of firsthand. Mm -hmm. Um, I found five challenges, as you mentioned. So these are the five sort of psychological roadblocks. Number one is authenticity. The idea that this this is not me. Remember, you're stepping outside your comfort zone. You're doing something that you're not used to, mm-hmm. and it just does not feel like who you are. You feel like an imposter, maybe. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, speaking up in front of a meeting or whatever it might be. Um, the second one is competence. The idea that not only might you not feel authentic, but you don't feel like you're good at this. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, there's a public and a private side to that. Privately, you don't feel that you're good at this. You and, and also you have the sense perhaps justifiably that, that other people don't think you're good at this. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, that's the confidence challenge. You know, you're, you're terrified to speak in public cause you, you think you're going to look like a fool. Yeah. Um, uh, the third one is likability. The idea that, uh, people won't like or respect this version of me. They'll quote unquote, hate me if I, mm. you know, act more assertively than, mm. I, than, than I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Um, they, they won't like this version of me. And I have to tell you, these are the top, they're five and I'll give you the sense of what the other two are, but these are the top three. Like when I go into companies and as part of my workshop, I'll, I'll, I'll have people talk about what the most common challenges for them are. It is always authenticity, competence, and likability that Mm. sort of set. But Mm. there are two others. There are two Mm. others that you find as well. A fourth is resentment, the idea that I'm frustrated that I have to step outside my comfort zone in the first place. I find that with a lot of... um, a lot of introverts, you know, yeah. for better, or for worse, and maybe for worse, the yeah. American uh, workplace is really geared a bit more towards extroverts and extroversion. Yes, yes. So absolutely. You, yeah. yeah. So you see, you know, I've talked with a lot of introverts who get very, very frustrated that, for example, you know, trying to get 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 a, get um, in where their boss or get put on a really good project or whatever it might be, that it ends up being their ability to talk about last night's game by the water cooler or the television show that everyone's watching that small talk that's essentially what creates that bond and trust and enables them to move forward as opposed to the actual quality of their work now of course quality matters too but that extra bonus that you get for extroversion people who are introverts can feel really frustrated that they have to act outside their comfort zone for that reason yeah yeah Um, and 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 the last one is morality that's what's morality. Yeah. Like, wow. like the idea that th- this feels wrong. This feels wrong, like in a moral, ethical sense. I actually begin the book, um, Reach, with the story uh, of, a, of a young entrepreneur who ended up having to fire her best friend yeah, from, her star- from her startup. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's less common, but you see it. You see it. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, you used the word psychological. Did you see psychological barriers? Is that the word you used? So is this in our minds or is this reality? Or help me understand. Well, it's it's our reality. Right? It's our reality. <laughs> it's our it's it's our reality. You know, it's it's this it's the reality that we that we fear, that we anticipate, that we imagine, that we feel that will you know be, be, feel inauthentic. We feel that we'll look like a fool. We feel that people will hate us. And imagine feeling those things, and then imagine considering whether to do whatever it is. And chances are, you know, you're going to sort of tilt towards you know sort of protecting yourself and avoiding the situation and feeling relieved that you don't have to do those things. So it is in our minds, it is in our minds, but there's there, but you know, reality and subjective perception kind of interact to, to, to create, you know, our lived experience. Does that sound too psychological? No, no, and, and no. And while you were speaking, I'm certainly listening. But um, what kind of crossed my mind is that your story and some of the other stories uh, that I hear and a kind of experience in my work as a business coach and consultant is is the fact that they're extraordinarily successful in one area of their life. You, you were a successful uh, uh, college professor. I mean, you had success. You, you were writing papers. You were wildly successful in your, in your field of endeavor. But along comes this opportunity to speak, and you go like, whoa. So I, I see a lot of people saying, like, uh, maybe, it's, maybe this is part of the resentment thing. I don't know. But, you know, so they're really good, but they, ask, they, get, they get asked to do something outside of their comfort zone. Um, you know, that's what I, that's what I was, I was reading the book. That's what I was thinking about, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. I, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's, you know, you don't have to go outside your comfort zone. It's, it's not a, it's not a requirement, but mm-hmm. if you want to, if you want to grow and if you want to learn and if you want to develop and if you want to advance and if you want to expand yourself in your repertoire, right? Yeah, if yeah, you want to yeah. become that manager, become that leader, own that business. Yeah. If in my case, if I want to move from being purely an academic researcher to someone who writes for for HBR, for write I write sure. business books, I give speeches, I go into companies. For me, that was a big stretch. That was well outside my comfort zone. But yeah. but and I I didn't have to do any of that, frankly. I didn't have to. But I wanted to grow and learn and develop and expand. And and if that's the case for you, th- that's that's where all this comes into play. Okay. Well, I'm we're going to get into steps how to do it. But I'm going to ask you point blank: What was the real driving force behind that? Was it just professional development, or did you see more to it than that? Did you see a happier a life, a better family life, uh, other things. What was the real driving force behind that, beyond, in addition to your professional development? Or was there additional reasons? Yeah, for me, it, it's always been about making an impact. You know, mm. I, didn't, I didn't go into academics, you know, purely to teach or purely to speak with other researchers. Yeah. I went in to try to make that sort of the, my leverage point for making a difference a difference, yeah. you know, making right, some yeah. difference. And, and academics is actually really good for that. It's almost like the R and D, right? Yeah. It's a great place to yeah. stress test your ideas and, yeah. and so on. But, but I, I wasn't satisfied with just simply writing academic papers and having a small set of academics appreciate and like them and admire me for that. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to take what I was learning and studying and what I could learn and study uh, and, and, and actually help people solve real problems problems that they have in their lives and at Got work. It. And that's, that's, that is absolutely the number one reason for me. I'm Marty Wolf of the Business Builder Show. Stay here for more with Dr. Andy Molinsky. 
My name is Peter Himmelman, Grammy and Emmy-nominated musician, author, and chief dream enabler of Big Muse. I'm proud to underwrite this episode of The Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Discover why companies like Adobe, 3M, McDonald's, and Gap have brought in Big Muse's rock and roll-fueled seminars to get inspired, to get insight, and to get activated. Write to me today at peter at bigmuse.com. I'm speaking with Andy Molinsky, Ph.D., and his last name is spelled M-O-L-I-N-S-K-Y. You can find him on Twitter, you can find him on LinkedIn, and you can find him on Facebook. His book is Reach, R-E-A-C-H, Reach, A New Strategy to Help You Step Outside Your Comfort Zone, Rise to the Challenge, and Build Confidence. I'm building confidence just by talking to you. I'm talking louder. I'm leaning forward. I, like I'm starting to sweat here. DC is like saying, calm down, calm down. <laughs> so, so, okay. So more good news about building confidence. You have something you call the three C's. So talk to me about the three C's. And this is uh, one part of the implementation, I guess I'll call it that. Absolutely. This is this is what, you know, this is what I found across all these people that I spoke with, across all the people that I've worked with. Um, it all boiled down to these three things to that distinguish people who were successful and who, you know, from those who weren't successful at stepping outside their comfort zone. The first C is conviction. And we basically actually just talked about it in terms of me. What mm -hmm. I just described about mm -hmm. my source of conviction for stepping outside my comfort zone, that's what conviction is. It's that deep sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. It's it's that it's that it's like an antidote to avoidance. It doesn't it doesn't erase your discomfort, but it gives you that motivation, that drive, that passion. Now, it can come professionally, like in my case, <clears throat> it can it, it can it can be a professional source of of conviction. You know, I've always wanted to not me, but you know, someone you've always wanted to own a business. You've always wanted to be a leader. You've always wanted to yeah. be a manager, whatever it might be, right? right. That, yeah. that could be your source. And for some people, it's actually quite personal. Now, another source of conviction for me, you know, and, and not, not necessarily about my career, but in more sort of everyday life, stepping outside my comfort zone situations, it's absolutely personal. It comes from my role as a dad, frankly. Sure. Like I, yeah. I, I have an 11 and a 13 year old. I'm always trying to you know, kind of coax them outside their comfort zone. Sure, sure. <laughs> and um, and and so I think to myself, when when I'm starting to retreat out out, you know, and and, and being afraid of stepping outside of right. mine in a situation, I yeah. say to myself, wait a second, yeah. you know, that's, I got to practice what I'm preaching. Yeah, that's not a model you want to show them, right? Yeah. So it, exactly. So I think that so you know wherever it comes from, wherever yeah. your source of conviction is, whether it's personal, whether it's professional, what or both, yeah, find it embrace it. That is a resource that you have. So that's yes. the first conviction. <clears throat> the second is what I call customization. And I have to say, this is, this might've been like the most exciting and sort of unexpected thing that I found, but I kept seeing it time after time. And the idea of customization is there's no one size fits all right. way of doing yeah. anything, frankly, especially stepping outside your comfort zone. You have more power than you think to sort of, yeah. to sculpt the situation to tweak the situation almost right. like the analogy i use is like a a tailor if you buy a pair of pants or yeah. a dress or whatever it is and you know oftentimes we don't just buy it off the rack and put it on at least for me that's the case i need it shortened here you know tucked out there whatever it is right you, 
it's an analogy, and you can do the same thing with your behavior. You can right. find little ways to make it your own. Um, you can yeah. change your body language. You can bring a prop. You can stage the context. You can play with timing. You can script something out. There are many different ways. Um, I talk about lots of different ways in the book, and I'll, yes. I'll just share with you um, <clears throat> one really cool one recently that's not in the book, but – uh, someone who really loved the book uh, emailed me and said, you know, I, you know, I read, I read that section on customization about how you can sort of tweak your situation. I, she, she said, I have a perfect example for you. She said, I'm an introvert. I struggle making small talk with people in social situations. I've always wanted to, you know, do better at it because I, I, I want to meet people and build, you know, relationships. And she said, I had this great idea after reading your book the other day that I was going to bring a selfie stick to, to social get-togethers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because she loves, you know, taking pictures and so yeah, on. Yeah. And in, instead of being a wallflower, she had the selfie stick, and then people would ask what it was. Oh, that's right? cool. Yeah. Conversation yeah. starter. Yeah, see, how that's does great. that work? That's great. And then, I love that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're taking pictures and they're doing, sure. you know, selfies and sending them back and forth. And it was like she said, this was this absolutely changed her experience of these situations. So, so she, I thought that was cool. Yeah, and it's yeah. very cool. She crafted her own solution. So let's talk about what's the last one. Is that clarity? Yeah, last one's clarity. This is basically the idea that oftentimes when we're when we're when we're afraid of something, uh, that fear, that emotion takes hold and it can sort of distort our perspective. We can fixate on the. I'm, I'm sure some of our listeners have done this on the worst case, you know, version of whatever situation it is. Like, let's say it's um, I don't know, public speaking. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna faint. I'm gonna look like a total fool, and therefore I'm not gonna do it. Or, by the way, sometimes fear can can drive us to thinking exclusively about the best case sort of unrealistic best case scenario like i'm i'm only going to give a speech if i'm like the best you know yeah. ted talker out there right. or something yeah. and yeah. you know and what what i find is that the people who are most successful at stepping outside their comfort zone can 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 embrace this sense of clarity it's almost like imagine a, a ship in the sea and that ship is kind of going back and forth with the waves in the sea but then you're able to put down the anchor and that anchor grounds that ship so the waves and the movement is like your emotional state in a yes, sense and the yes. anchor is that sense of clarity Love that. it's the idea you know you're you're not going to be probably the best ted talker ever and you know what you're probably not going to faint on stage either probably. it'll be somewhere in the middle you know and, <laughs> yeah. and having that sense i think is really key so andy we're kind of uh actually winding uh, wind, need to wind it up or run it out of time so here's the point that i want to uh I'd like to finish up on, and uh, there's so much more, obviously. The book, very, by the way, is very, very readable, understandable, and, and you can apply immediately. That's why I loved it, um, and that's why I reached. And, and by the way, we connected uh, via social media, folks, so, uh, so that's kind of cool. And again, Andy Malinsky, you can find him on LinkedIn, Twitter, on Facebook. Here's what I'd like to wrap up with, and you talk about the importance of taking that leap. Let's talk about that. Yeah, taking a leap is critical, and that's what my whole book and my whole approach is oriented towards because <clears throat> if you don't take that leap, you don't have any learning. And the reason learning is so important is because I hear it time and time again. When you can actually take the leap and actually try something, oftentimes people have two different epiphanies or, or both. Number one, this isn't as hard as I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and number two, yeah. I'm a little bit better at this than I thought I was. Yeah. And when you feel those things, 
you start to try it again, right? So that it's a really, really powerful uh, thing just to simply take the leap. But there's a lot into taking a leap, and that's why I identify the strategies and so on. You know, you don't just take a leap like you like when you look right. on the internet and Google image comfort yeah. zones and people are leaping no. off cliffs and so on. No. It's not like that, but no. there's there's some work behind it. So take the leap, and if you're listening, you're saying, well, that sounded good, but I'm still not sure what to do, although you should have been convinced that it's a solid information about getting outside of your comfort zone. I want to say that if you're feeling that way, the world needs you. The world needs you. Um, We need your contribution, and that's why I'm so pleased that Andy Malinsky has joined us uh, from Brandeis University, and he's sharing his wisdom. His book, again, is Reach a new strategy to help you step outside your comfort zone, rise to the challenge, and build confidence. And again, look him up on social media, buy the book, and take the leap for goodness sake, right? So Andy Molinsky, thanks so much for being part of the Business Builder Show. Thanks so much. I really enjoyed it. So thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf, reminding you to find this show and many others at c-suiteradio.com. That's c-suiteradio.com. Thank you to our show sponsor. That's Peter Hemmelman and his Big Muse program. Check them out at bigmuse.com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. 